0: Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to...
1: One more time. I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry.
0: This is our fifth (laughs) time, but that's all right, because you will be welcomed sooner or later. And take six or seven or eight or nine.
1: Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready.
0: Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world.
1: On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go.
0: Hey y'all, it's your sister friend, your auntie, your bestie, Melissa Don, and I'm pulling up to this episode in my Morango with birthday bags and cards still in the back seat. Four people who I love dearly celebrated their birthdays. That's right, Delisa, Dad, Ms. Zoe, and Vicky. I love A great birthday party. Cheers to the birthday people. You know those party days when the sun is shining a little brighter, your makeup is sparkling, and your base smells like love, those legendary oven-roasted entrees? Because y'all know we don't do quick snacks over here. As you get in the car, you grab all the gifts and balloons, and then you click on your favorite playlist. You know that music that you can feel in your bones and start driving off to celebrate. I love those days. Yes. But unfortunately, celebrations can also be the beginning of so many arguments from who is cooking what during the holiday gathering. The how much are we spending on the baby shower? Can somebody help me with why parties and celebrations start so many arguments? No, 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 wait. Let's be clear and ask an essential question. Why do people argue? Okay, before we jump into that saucy, spicy topic, let's find out how our co-creator Adrian is doing and how she is pulling up to this episode. Hey, sister friend, how is the real quarantine in Kuwait going?
1: Adrian here, millennial worldwide educator and energizer. Today, I'm pulling up slowly in my hot air balloon. I'm still in the air, but moving at a much slower pace because I am still isolated. I'm cruising around looking at the scenery from way up above but preparing to land and start this new adventure. But I'm almost finished with quarantine and I just can't believe it. I've spent so much time looking out my window at my new home and imagining when I will be on the ground, just like from my hot air balloon. I've started to slowly get to know the teachers and like the hot air balloon, I'm just cruising around until it's time to land.
0: I am so excited about this pull up. Listen, we got hot air balloons coming in the episode. Do y'all know that that is on my bucket list? Oh, yes, it is on my bucket list.
1: It's on mine too. It's on mine too.
0: Yes, it is on my bucket list to not just figuratively be in a hot air balloon, but to literally be in a hot air balloon. And I already know the country that I want to do it in. What country are you wanting to go for the hot air balloon, Adrian?
1: I have two that I'm thinking about, Turkey and Kenya. So that's Uh, kind of where I'm thinking about.
0: Yes, Turkey. Listen, okay, guys, I know we've been telling y'all our (laughs) favorites, but listen, Turkey makes me think about... Istanbul. And baby, that is the best Turkish coffee. Have you ever had
1: their Turkish coffee? I don't like coffee. So when I was there, I didn't have it.
0: So what's your favorite drink?
1: Lemon mint. I love lemon mint. Moving to the Middle East made me love it. I love lemon mint.
0: Yes, lemon mint is everything. I just love lemons in general. If you just want to explore and try something new, definitely check out the Turkish coffee. And hey, This is not a paid advertisement, but you never know. One day, I may be coming to you from Turkey with that Turkish coffee brand that you need to try. The way they make it is incredible, and it's just super amazing. All right, y'all. So, we done ran through our list. We got Turkish coffee on the list. We got hot air balloons on the list. We got lemon mint on the list. Okay? So, listen with all this celebration and all this happiness going on, with Adrian's new job, with the safe entry into Kuwait, with four birthdays, with me getting in the presidential circle, come on, president's circle upgrade, with the divine access to quick PCR COVID-19 results, you would think that argument would be in the trunk on this celebration journey. You know all that stuff in the trunk of your car, that's in the car and you don't even look at it or pay attention to it and you don't clean it, but it's still there. That's what I'm thinking. Arguing is however, no, no, no. Arguing is like in the good times and in the bad times, I'm still in the back seat. Arguing tries to roll up Mm -hmm. like, hang on. I'm
2: here.
0: (laughs) Which way are we going today? I'm just like, I can't, I can't with arguing, okay? <sighs> arguing is that backseat driver who is always trying to tell us where to go, how fast to go, and when to stop. Making all that noise, hey, turn right here, go on there. girl, you see that girl there? It's driving. When you are trying to have a moment To do what? Mindful meditation as you pray and pull it together on the direction that you want to go in. I am so over arguing and the whole backseat driver in general. If we could answer the question, why do people argue? Girl, we will have a multi-billion dollar business from all the people listening to us to try to figure out the solution so that they can stop arguing. We know everybody wants to stop arguing. (laughs) Who wants to argue? Raise your hand. Oh, okay, nobody. Exactly. (laughs) We all want to live a peaceful life. We all want to start arguing, and this is why we are tackling this topic today.
1: You're right. We all want to stop arguing, but nonetheless, here we are talking about it because it keeps happening. It happens at work, at home, at the gym. Man, even on the elevator, I saw Beyonce end up getting in a full-fledged argument on the elevator. Often, I think I'm arguing because I feel like I haven't been understood. The argument, well, in my head, it's so that someone can understand my perspective, my point, or my idea. But I have to admit, I'm guilty because sometimes I'm not listening enough to hear theirs. I'm too worried about my point. And that's a real problem.
0: Exactly. And not only does Adrian understand some of the reasons why she is arguing, but I had to check in with the fellas on this one. I called two of my fabulous brothers and I asked them, why do people argue? And this is what they had to say.
3: Uh, I think people argue for several reasons. And the main reasons that I think why people argue, uh, the first one is because of people's personal interests or personal gains they can get into arguments. And the second one is people's belief, right? When they believe on the fact that something is right or wrong, and then they can get involved in argument uh, about that. So when people argue for their personal gains, uh i can give the example of the situation that is currently happening in the u.s right when a lot of people think that the virus that is around is very dangerous when some other group of people think that it's not dangerous and if they are not wearing a mask they are not protecting themselves uh, And due to personal interest or personal gain, they keep claiming that the virus is not dangerous and they are not wearing masks and they are going to, they are attending conferences, they are attending uh, events that are for political games. So those are the kind of things that we think of when people argue, thinking that, while well, this argument is going to lead into the best interest another example could be when uh, you see the look at the marketing situation when people are selling some products they really know that the product is not what they really what they are telling people about the product But they keep bragging saying this product can do this can do that even though they know that the product is not up to that point so people can get into argument in that a situation when other people are disagreeing with the quality of the product that the other person is bragging about. The second point where people can get into argument is when there's a difference in people's belief. Right? When uh, some people believe, let's put this in a religious uh, way. Like the Christian believe that they go to heaven, and most of them also believe that they go to heaven. So who is right and who is wrong? People get into argument are in that situation as well.
0: We are in education as parents educating our children and as educators helping our community. So I had to check in with Dr. Martin, a professor in Morocco. And as you can hear, he thinks people mainly argue because of personal interest or gain and because of people's beliefs. He is talking about two of the main topics causing major arguments And that is a global pandemic, are you going to wear your mask, and religion, how do I get to heaven? I noticed that he looked at it from the community and the standpoint of the challenges that community has. Let's take another listen, ladies, to another brother, David, from Nigeria.
4: Why do people argue is, like, uh, some have the, like, have the uh, 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 the correct information? Why some have the wrong information? It's something like, okay, for example, now I see this thing that it's green here, and someone else came and see it, it's, like, yellow. Me, I'll be arguing, it's green, it's green. Like, I'm sure of what I'm saying then the other person will be saying it's yellow it's yellow and again some do blind argument based on what people tell them like you know i pass information to you without you verifying and you just take the information and be carrying it around and be arguing about it and you don't even know the root cause so uh, people argue because some think they are right um, something that they know it all because there are some people that are like that that they know everything like what are you telling me what i know you go it's something like well some argue to learn for example for me if i don't know something like this i have to go deep down like can you please explain more like you know maybe i will try to like put an argument it's a lie this is a lie then i need to hear more about that so i can learn you know i'm a very good learner so that's from my own perspective that's what i understand like that's what i think argument is all about
0: and he is definitely a great learner and i'm excited that he was able to zone in and come in a little closer than the community challenges that Professor Martin talked about. And he gave us a perspective on people as individuals. Brother David thinks that people argue because they have the wrong information, that they didn't verify the information they received. They think that they are right, and they think they know it all. He also noted some people... Are arguing because they want to learn so they may ask you questions that appear argumentative but in fact they are just trying to learn well we've heard adrian's answer we've heard brother david's answer we've heard professor martin's answer and adrian has some amazing ladies checking
1: in Drivers, we have a very, very special guest, one of my dearest, dearest friends that I met while being abroad in
5: Qatar, and her name is Christiana Hankins. I don't think there's a definite answer to why people argue, but like I said, I can give my definition of why I have seen myself in argument before. And the recent one I could say is because like, I don't feel like my point was getting across, And um, that can... That can leave me really like irritated, because you know all I want is for that person to see my point of view, and I'm sure they also want me to see their point of view. I just feel I could feel irritated when I just feel like, okay, just keep quiet and listen to me. I've listened to your point, I think, um just listen to mine as well. so yeah i I think that could be a reason, like not seeing each other's point of view can lead to an argument I, if I was to put it in a nutshell, I think that's that's what I would say, really. Well, drivers, Christiana
1: comes to us from the United Kingdom, and her perspective is she just wants to be heard and becomes frustrated when she feels like she's being silenced. I think all of us can relate to that. It's much like what I was saying, is that I feel like I just want to break through to the person on the other end, and when that breakthrough feels like it's not happening, not only do I become frustrated, and so does Chrissy, but that becomes an argument between myself and the other person. Y'all know the drive is global, so you know I had to check in with one of my South African friends. Let's listen to Yolan Lawrence as she dives in to why people argue.
2: I find the main reason why people argue is generally because of a difference in opinion, a difference in view, and also sometimes there's a difference in culture, a difference in upbringing, a difference in religion. What, like being in a different country where you're exposed to people with different backgrounds, I find that you that you end up in quite a few arguments based on common courtesy. You know, like just the other day I had an argument with someone I work with because she felt like she was doing her job by coming into my classroom and helping escort the kids out of the school. And I felt like the way she came into the classroom was inappropriate and disrespectful by barging into my classroom and just shouting out demands. Again, lack of respect. And it ended up being a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she felt like I was disrespecting her. And she just couldn't get what I, where I was coming from because I was like, I'm in the middle of a lesson if you walk into my classroom and start disrupting the work environment or to disrupt the classroom and disrupt the children then i've lost momentum i've lost my lesson i've lost the, the the attention of the kids who have now turned around and started focusing on you who came for one person She couldn't understand where I was coming from because she felt she was doing her job. And I felt like I can't understand why you need to barge into my classroom and start yelling out demands and names and make a conversation. So it ended up an argument. Most of the time when you encounter those type of arguments, it's, it's very difficult to pass them or for the argument to ever end. It will be a reoccurring argument constantly because some people you just can't change their mind and also sometimes for ourselves, we can't change our own mindset because we're so set in our way. Drivers, whether
1: it's stubbornness or an inability to see the other person's perspective, we are struggling and arguing with each other. Our different perspectives, our cultures, our ideas are bringing us together, but sometimes they're pulling us apart in an argument. And this is
0: why we have a podcast dedicated to this topic, because we all have different reasons. And once we understand why we are doing something, we can ask a follow-up question like, do I want to continue or stop? (laughs) Guys, I don't know about you, but for me, I want to stop arguing. Well, my answer to this question has evolved over the years. The answer that I'm about to give you was not this fancy. This answer is years and years and years of learning, growing, working on myself, evolving, praying, crying, and wanting peace in my life. So this is my answer. Why do people argue? I believe people argue because they want something that they don't have. Until a couple of years ago, I was always arguing with one of my family members in particular because I wanted more for her life than what I saw. I wanted her to follow a specific plan to reach my idea of what her life should look like. Let me break it down. I have learned I am going to stop trying to get people to do things that I want them to do. Because at the end of the day, Adrian, that sounds a little bit like some manipulation to me. And I ain't trying to step in the
1: manipulation ocean. What about you? Yeah, it's like that. And it's hard when it's with people you love and you care about. You You want the best for them. But you have to realize what you want for them and what they want for themselves when they're not aligned. Sometimes you just have to support as a cheerleader from the sidelines.
0: When I say, girl, I had to come on to the sidelines. I was all in the game. Okay. Trying to make the plays, trying to coach everything. It took me a minute because of my personality. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, my personality is the type that will coach you, will help you, will support you. will put money on it. will put time on it. will put prayer on it. All the while, guess what? Didn't nobody ask me for that. And so what I have learned, what I'm so grateful for, is that I give people what they ask for. Okay? If they want all this energy coming in, hey, party over here. Let the party begin. Eh, eh, Yeah. go, You got it. Go work out. You can do it. Eat healthy. But if they don't, this is what you're going to hear from me. You're going to hear some crickets, okay? Yes, Adrian, because (laughs) crickets do help resolve arguments. God himself said a soft answer turns away wrath. Well, for someone with my personality, no answer. (laughs) Crickets. You got to take it to the crickets level. Crickets turn away wrath and stops arguments
1: you know one thing this reminds me of is sometimes have you ever had somebody tell you they want something so you're cheerleading for them and then they don't want it no more so I had an ex who told me he wanted to learn how to swim wait 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 wait
0: wait wait. did you say somebody somebody wanted something and then they, they didn't want it no more and they didn't tell you they didn't want it well, they did. Wait, say it again, say it again. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I'm sorry, y'all. I am, Well, actually, I'm not sorry, because this is our podcast, and so we can laugh if we want to. <laughs> Girl,
1: what you say, so AJ? <laughs> I had an ex. He told me he wanted to learn how to swim. I had just finished, like, learning to swim for the first time. I learned to swim at, like, 33, I think. Um, so I was all excited, and, you know, he's like, yeah, I want to learn how to swim, too. So I started sending him information about where their swim class is, where, who has a sale. He started getting irritated. And I said, well, didn't you say you want a swim? I don't really want a swim. Whoa, I'm confused. Sometimes people tell you they want something and then you have to really listen and realize they don't really want it. It just might've been nice to say at the time. So that's something I'm learning as well that people will sometimes say, oh yeah, I want this. And then you give it to them and it's like you got pie on your face.
0: Listen, be over here eating, eating the pie, doing this. Because as soon as they put the pie in my face, I realized they don't want that no more. And I'm about to put the pause on all of my information. So thank you for that, sis, because that has definitely happened to me. And I think we want it in theory, but then the work behind doing something really begins to irritate us frustrate us, and we say, do I really want it? Wanting more for someone than they want for themselves leads to an argument. You cannot make people change. And that's where the challenges come. It's not just that I am different from you that causes the problem. It's that I want to change you with conversation, instead of demonstration and self-revelation. So now, if you're looking to be changed, you can watch my life, but I am not Ayanna Van Zant. I will not fix your life, okay? But you can watch my life and ask questions. And now I'm learning that whatever that person asks, I need to give them that information. And as soon as they change their mind, I need to change mine, Okay. But what does personality have to do with it anyway, Adrian? I know we've been talking about want the things that we want and personal gain and arguing and not really listening to people. But what does our actual personalities have to do with it? We have all these conversations about spending time with self and enjoying you and understanding who you are and being your best self. Well, how do I get to know myself?
1: So our personalities have so much to do about how we even approach situations that then lead in to arguments that open up doors for arguments. And understanding yourself, what makes you tick, and how you communicate with others can help understand why you're even arguing in the first place. Like, what is the motivation behind that?
0: Right. I get that. Can you give us some more specifics, sister friend, on the first... Steps to take to understand yourself, to understand what makes you tick and how you
5: communicate.
1: One thing you talk about that I think is really good is journaling. So taking out a journal and journaling is going to be really helpful. Taking some time to think about yourself. But sometimes you have to elicit outside help and you have to ask someone on the outside to really dig into who you really are.
0: Beyond just writing in a journal, girl, we've been doing that for years and we're still arguing So give us that outside help. Okay. Cause y'all know we are subscribers to go to therapy. So let's jump into this outside help because we journaling and still arguing. (laughs) We're uh, doing yoga and still arguing. What kind of outside support can we get to understand ourselves better and possibly stop arguing?
1: I love a good personality test. And one of my favorite is 16 personalities and you can go on, it's free, and it's actually really quick. So there's a few things you need to keep in mind before you take the test and um, access your results. First, to estimate the test to take about 12 minutes. It only took me nine, but I would say block out a bigger chunk of time so you have time to read your results right then. You'll be given some statements, and you get to decide if you agree or disagree, and then how much you agree. And it's super visual, it's color-coded, the Bubbles get larger and smaller. They get smaller the less you agree or disagree with something. And then there's a percentage complete bar that toggles around the top so that you can keep up with your progress. At the end, you can have the results emailed to you. Now, the results that get emailed to you are a little bit different than the results that you read right away. So I copy and pasted my results from the screen to a blank document. Lastly, the results have different dimensions. Things like career, relationships, friendships, and there's even, of course, the paid option to upgrade and get additional insights.
0: So let's get into these results, because I know y'all wondering, well, do you argue, Melissa? Yes, I do. I argue with Adrian. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Are we going to let somebody's clip come in? Are we not going to let it come in? Do we need to make it longer, shorter? We are definitely in debate as we are in a new sisterhood. And so with that, we have definitely enjoyed learning and growing and working through our arguments. And so we are excited because I know a little bit about Adrian's personality, but I don't know at all. And she knows a little bit about my personality, but not what 16 personalities say. So, Adrienne, are you ready to find out who
1: your co-creator is on the (laughs) inside? Now, y'all, we've intentionally not shared with each other. So, this is us learning it literally in the moment right now with you. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Okay. So, first of all, I am an I introvert. I am an S. I am an F. I am a J. I am a T.
1: I am a turbulent defender. What about you? I am an E. I am an N. I am an F. I am a P. I am an A. I am a campaigner. Y'all see what none of them led us the
0: same. So do y'all already know our personalities <laughs> are different, except we are both in our feelings. F is for feeling. So how do we make it happen? Well, we learn from each other. So let's get into some of these Details. So, Adrian, I am going to be reading my introduction. And you can, of course, share with uh, the drivers and myself what you would like to share. The defender personality type is quite unique, as many of their qualities defy the definition of their individual traits. Though sensitive, defenders have excellent analytical ability. Though reserved, they have well-developed people skills and robust social relationships. And though they are generally a conservative type, defenders are often receptive to change and new ideas. As with so many things, people with the defender personality are more than the sum of their parts. Defender personalities, especially turbulent ones like Melissa Da, your sister friend, your auntie, are often meticulous to the point of perfectionism. And though they procrastinate, they can always be relied on to get the job done on time. Defenders take their responsibilities personally, consistently going above and beyond and doing everything they can to exceed expectations and delight others at work and at home defender personalities are a wonderful group rarely sitting idle while a worthy cause remains unfinished defenders ability to connect with other people on an intimate level is unrivaled among introverts and the joy they experience in using those connections to maintain a supportive happy family is a gift for everyone involved They may never be truly comfortable in the spotlight and they may feel guilty taking credit for team efforts. But if they can ensure that their efforts are recognized, defenders are likely to feel a level of satisfaction in what they do that many other personality types can only dream of. What type of careers do we love? We love academics medicine. And we love charitable social work. And given how generous defenders are with their warm praise and support, it's not surprising that others enjoy their company enough to call them friends. The challenge is to be considered a friend back. People with a defender personality are shy and a little protective of themselves, but they also need to be able to connect on a deep emotional level. It makes sense then that most offenders' friends are made not by random encounters on a wild night out, but through comfortable and consistent contact, as in class or in the workplaces, where they have time to get to know each other little by little. That is so me. If you ask the five five, if you ask the Lisa, Kim, Dr. K, Elisa, Tian, Natasha about my personality and my friendships, they will let you know, as I have before. It literally has to be God saying, Melissa, I have a new friend for you. And I'm like, oh, where, God? I'm ready because I am the queen of the no new friends. I need to be more open to creating friendships. That don't have to come from classrooms or workplaces or little by little by little, but just be open to having friends that I meet at a random networking event or on vacation. Okay, Adrian. What you think about it? Is that me? Is that not me? What did you learn? Feel like it was you. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's get into these weaknesses, honey, because listen, ain't nobody got time to be trying to ignore the areas of growth in our lives. So let's jump into it. Weaknesses of the defender personality. Overload themselves. Repress their feelings. The defender personality type are private and very sensitive, internalizing their feelings a great deal. Much in the way that a defender protects others' feelings, they must protect their own. And this lack of, Healthy emotional expression can lead to a lot of stress and frustration. Listen, I used to be the repress their feelings queen. And the only person that I would really express my deepest feelings to was God. And it was such a relief having God. But imagine some people that haven't created that relationship with God yet. Imagine having all those feelings down on the inside causing stress and frustration and health issues, defenders. We have to learn how to truly express ourselves in a way that relieves us of that stress and frustration. So Adrian, we are excited over here. Let's get these test results. (laughs) I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome to Adrian's 16 personalities test. And this is not a paid advertisement yet, but one day, We will one day have some ads on this podcast. Just know that, guys. (laughs) And I want you to listen to them because that's how we'll get paid.
1: (laughs) All right, Adrian, we're ready. I did mine, of course, a little bit differently, which is reflective of my campaigner spirit. So I went through my whole test took down notes, and then I've rearranged into like, what kind of tells the story of me. So you're gonna hear me saying things that you find on my test, but it's not in that exact order. So I'm a campaigner, 7% of the world, like Will Smith, Robert Downing Jr., and even Spider-Man. We're energetic, independent, friendly, excellent communicators, observant, and curious. We can switch from passionate driven idealists in the workplace to the imaginative, enthusiastic, free spirit on the dance floor. We go through great efforts to be selfless and can give more than is capable of being given back in return. And that was one that was hard for my mother to understand because she didn't want me to be taken advantage of. But I learned to do what I believe and not expect that in return from others because that's just who I am. I love the freedom to be innovative and absolutely enjoy the act of learning. So being an educator is a perfect job for me because it's always shifting and I can find new strategies and new ways to get there. In general, we love exploration, but we love it more with others that's evident in starting a podcast with you, starting an event series with Margaret. I love doing things in partnership with others. I see life as a big, complex puzzle. But I can overthink a bit. I can get easily stressed. And I can be highly emotional. We campaigners have an uninhibited and unshakable devotion to the people we love. We are people, people. We like to push boundaries and can be independent to a fault. No matter what, we are supportive and open-minded. Wow.
0: So thank you so much for sharing that. Personality tests, not just this one, but all personality tests are really informative.
1: I know one thing that I was really self-conscious about is um, in the personality test, they say that... um, when we step on someone's toes, it hurts both of us. And that really resonated with me because I know when I, when I can tell I've hurt somebody, like I start to feel that pain too. And so giving me like the words and the vocabulary to express that to other people was really important. The other thing that stood out to me in the test that I thought was like, oh, Adrienne, that's you, is that you. I can get easily stressed. And so really trying to manage that because, you know, I really want to be there for people. And then sometimes being there for people can, you know, you can take on their burdens as your own. And so kind of really being able to manage that. And yeah, that was really like, good reminders or kind of it's sometimes nice just to do these, to feel like you're not alone. I think sometimes we feel like our, our personality, our thing is just us. And then when you read it in something like this, you're like, no, it's not just you. There's a whole world of people who who are experiencing or kind of seeing the world through a similar lens as you are. So.
0: Definitely. We are not alone and there are people that have similar personalities, but definitely not your experience or your environment. And therefore, when you get together with those people that may be defenders like you or may be campaigners like you, it's important to understand where they're coming from. How do you think their environment affects their personality? What can you learn from them? So as we shift gears here, we understand our personalities we understand who we are. We understand why we argue. The most important question here, Adrian, is how do I stop arguing? So let's shift gears. Let's get ready to climb up this mountain. And let's answer this question. What do you think some of the answers are, Adrian?
1: I think some of them is to celebrate what's different. I think sometimes... Um...
0: Listen, you all, just in case you all are wondering, it is not easy to have a podcast in two different countries. And we oftentimes have internet issues. So if you're wondering, we are editing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Because the internet goes out on us. So thank y'all for listening in. But Adrian, how do you stop arguing? What is it that you have done to stop you from arguing with me or with your mother or with your family members or with your ex-boyfriends or current interest. Hey. <laughs> so what are some things that you do?
1: Well, first I've been trying to listen more cuz I know that I'm not the best with that. But also just celebrating where we're different instead of trying to kind of force on to the other person like my way of looking at the world and being really good about like embracing that it's different and enjoying that um and being okay I've really recently been intentional about repositioning people because I think sometimes um, we're arguing because expectations are unfulfilled, right? And so you get disappointed. And so instead of being disappointed, I just go, oh, I didn't have the right expectations. Let me take you from this category and move you to this category. So now that I have appropriate expectations for you, I'm not even upset when you don't call back, when you don't show up, or when you say something rude, because I've put you in the correct place for expectations. Um,
0: I, I agree with Adrian. My answer is very similar. And so hopefully if you all can hear and practice this little tip here, you may find yourself in less arguments. So drivers, I agree that we need to change our expectations. Remember, I think that we argue because we want something that we don't have. So we have to ask ourselves, why do I want that? Why do I expect this person to live their best life? Why do I expect this person to pay for this? Why do I expect this person to do their job? We have to ask ourselves, why do we have those expectations? Why do we want that from that person? And ultimately, we have to accept that that person is not going to be the one so you may be looking for analytical, detailed, fabulous, over-the-top, sister friend, and yet you got a spontaneous, go-with-the-flow, bestie. Guess what? God will provide that analytical, over-the-top, make-it-happen, sister friend, and you can enjoy both without putting unrealistic expectations on the other person. So I agree with you, Adrian. My mm-hmm. answer is to stop wanting what you want from that person and want it from God. God is the ultimate provider of everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. And so if you put all your expectations and all your wants into God's hands, he will provide it. So, yes, you may want this bomb, amazing relationship with a man. God gives you an amazing, fabulous relationship with a mentor. Hey, they both start with the letter M. Why not embrace what God gives you? He ultimately knows and he is moving and guiding and directing our journeys and our paths. So if you want to stop arguing, stop asking them for things they can't give you. And you won't have to argue when you don't get it.
1: And when you go into conversations, having that awareness of who you are um, and, you know, thinking about that can really help you prevent arguments if you know kind of these are your faults going in you can own them you might have to uh, be transparent and share some of them with the person you're talking with because if people know hey i'm sensitive i am i know it i'm sensitive and the more i can actually transparently share that with someone they can be conscious of how they deliver things because they know i'm a little sensitive um you know and being aware of that so that and then asking them about them, right? So the more you know about them, you can start to receive and deliver things differently.
0: And before we get out of here, we just want y'all to come on in to the drive through That's right. Because we are definitely serving you today. Welcome to the drive through How may we serve you? Well, I am serving the tea. That's right. Trustworthy everyday advice. And if you're on level three, ask for an early entry into the Catch Yourself Club. It might cost you something, but it's worth it. And if you're on level four or five, if you're in your 40s or 50s, and you have found yourself falling into arguments, sister, friend, auntie, mama, grandma, renew your free membership to the Catch Yourself Club. I know you're wondering, what is the Catch Yourself Club? The catch yourself club is when you find yourself in an argument asking somebody for something that they cannot give you and you pause, catch yourself, and say, I'm good, and change the conversation. The catch yourself club is when you find yourself in the office with your boss and he's asking you for an expectation that is unrealistic and you want to educate him on what your job actually is, catch yourself and tell him, Let me show you my list of things to do today, and I'll make sure I put that as number 9, 10, 11, or 12 on my to-do list when I finish doing these four things that I've scheduled in. That's right, girl. And furthermore, maybe even the most important, when you find yourself asking yourself for something that you know you cannot deliver upon, catch yourself And readjust your expectations so that you're not communicating things that you don't want or things that you can't do. That's right. Because, you know, we oftentimes have arguments within ourselves warring in us that kind of express themselves in our relationships. If we take a moment to catch ourselves and say, I really don't want to open a business. I just said that in the moment. If we take a moment to catch ourselves and say, I don't want to move, I like living where I am, then we will find less arguments and more peace in our life. But we're not finished yet because Adrian's also serving the people this week. Adrian, what are you serving the people?
1: I'm serving you three deep breaths. And I know people say take a deep breath. Uh uh. Honey honey child, often that one breath is not enough. Sometimes the second is, hopefully that third deep breath really gives you some time to slow down your heart rate, slow down your thoughts, and proceed with a bit more clarity. For those of us who are full of energy and keep the party going, we might just need uh, this moment to help ground ourselves and get through some very difficult conversations. Relationships take work, even when it's a party. They take us working on ourselves and having some tough conversations. Spending time in reflection, exploring ourselves, or using a tool like 16 personalities can be immensely helpful. Reality is, in relationships, we sometimes end up in arguments. And there are many reasons why. They could be because of personal interest or we want something different. You might want to join the Catch Yourself Club like Melissa said. Step back for a moment. Readjust your rearview mirror. Wipe off your windshield and sit up straight in your seat as you drive out of that argument. You might have to pull on the side of the road and put in a new destination for that trip in your GPS and reroute yourself just a bit. Worry not, the road hasn't gone anywhere and neither has that conversation. You can get through that argument and look back and realize how that relationship grew even through disagreement. Drivers, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, tell somebody else about us. And until next time, au revoir, adios, peace, goodbye, bon voyage,
0: and don't forget those three deep breaths.